Next on BYU Sports Nation, countdown to Cougar Hoops. BYU and Utah State ready for a wildly even matchup. Should we call it a must-win for BYU? Which player will have the greatest impact in tomorrow's game in Salt Lake City? We're counting down to Christmas Eve. What concerns you most about the Hawaii Bowl and a blue-goggled 12 days of Christmas? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Friday, Friday, everyone get down, it's Friday. Is that how it goes? Close, okay. yeah. Gotta get down on purpose. Okay, I'm kind of yeah. glad I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, way to mess that up on purpose. Mm-hmm. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Friday the 13th mm-hmm. of December. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has officially nominated Micah Simon as BYU's next starting quarterback, Jerem Jordan. No, he nominated himself. Yesterday we put out a question of the day, and it was, what's your QB depth chart going to the bowl game? And Micah Simon tweeted this response, me, and that's it. So Micah Simon would like to throw his hat into the ring. I think the volume's a little low for Micah right now, but uh, perhaps with more reps. Uh, he could uh, climb his way into the quarterback depth chart. I think Joe Crishlow would take umbrage with this. Yeah, we should go into the history books with our crack research team and find Micah Simon's high school quarterback stats and then factor that into what he's done at BYU as well. Let's just combine them all, and that'll bolster his resume, right? Yeah, how well can he pass is the question. Because we know as a runner he probably was amazing. But how well (laughs) can he pass? We've seen a few passes this year. They were pretty good. Not bad. And he's taken a few shots. He's hung in there. Outside of the pocket. And during basketball games, he's known for going to drink the Powerade on the court during halftime. Love it. So Rob Ramos and the staff come out, and the Powerade's been mostly consumed <laughs> by Mike Simon. That's the thing. Is that so, the secret? So watch during uh, you know the next couple of basketball games, see what happens. The blue Kool-Aid is actually the blue Powerade yeah. for Mike Simon. Yeah. Here's today's show lineup complete with a quarterback mention in our 12 days of BYUS and Christmas. Yep. That's a real thing that we're going to do. We're not singing, though. Don't worry. Former head basketball coach Steve Cleveland will join us and give us his key to BYU figuring out a very good Utah State team tomorrow. Our and ones for the rivalry tip-off. The head coach of the Aggies, Craig Smith, will join us live. Plus, again, the 12 days of BYU Sports Nation Christmas. Synchronize your blue goggles for a Friday edition of BYUSN Headlines. BYU men's basketball. Tipping off against rival Utah State tomorrow night at the home of the NBA's Utah Jazz Vivint Smart Home Arena. BYU's won 14 games in a row in that building, which also plays a significant role in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. I couldn't believe this when I saw it. BYU has won seven straight basketball games against Utah State. I can. Only one or two of those was in Logan. That's why. Three straight in Salt Lake City, part of BYU winning 14 in a row at the Vivint Smart Home Arena. And none of these stats mean that BYU will win tomorrow. Nope. It's a very even matchup. But does it factor into the mentality of how Utah State and BYU approach this matchup? This game is incredibly evenly matched on paper. ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives the Cougars a 50.1% chance to win. Whoa! 49.9 49.9 to Utah State. A Ken Palm Tier A game for both teams. Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Eastern. 6, correction, 8 p.m. Eastern, 
5 Pacific on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Freshman offensive lineman Clark Barrington. Sir Clark Barrington mm-hmm. is another Cougar on the Pro Football Focus All-Freshman team. As an honorable mention, apparently they're releasing these out every day instead of at once. He played in nine games this season, stepped in for Tristan Hodge at right guard as a starter for a couple of games midway through the year. How about Cougs in the NFL? Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs face their AFC West rival Denver Broncos on Sunday. Playoff positioning in mind. Jamal Williams and the Green Bay Packers take on a division rival of their own, the Chicago Bears. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots trying to bounce back. Well, that will happen against the amazing Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Yep. And Ziggy Ansah's Seattle Seahawks face the Carolina Panthers also on Sunday. Women's basketball team looks to snap a three-game losing streak with a game tomorrow against Utah Valley, who the Cougars are 9-0 against all-time. It's a matchup of former BYU staffers and players consisting of Dan Nielsen, Ashley Garfield, and Kalani Unga at UVU. Watch the game on BYU TV at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Holy even matchup, Batman. BYU and Utah State on paper, basically a deadlock. And it's, of course, at a neutral site, which plays into it even more. That said, Jerem, we've talked about what BYU can accomplish with their NCAA tournament resume if they beat the Aggies. Is tomorrow's game for BYU against Utah State a must-win for BYU's at-large chances? No, but it's close. I think BYU needs another at-large game to add to the resume. It's not going to be Weber State or Oral Roberts. This is the last opportunity for BYU to add games. Yet, on the resume, it's not distinguished between non-con and, and conference per se, but this is a BYU with Yoli Childs opportunity to say, oh, look at what this team did. If BYU loses this game, you go, oh, well, BYU didn't even defend the state against Utah and Utah State, right? Utah State's good. I, I've talked about how I think they're good. I don't know that they're as good as everyone else says they are. I'm still waiting to see them do something of... Uh, national renown. They lost this game by 15 in Provo to BYU last year. They went on to win the Mountain West Conference, lost the NCAA tournament game by 15 or 17. I am impressed by Utah State. Don't get me wrong. I think they're very good. In fact, I'd call this the best Utah State team since they made the tourney in 2011 prior to last year. This would be BYU's second top 51 of the year. Houston's 31. BYU's lost to Kansas, who's 5, San Diego State 32, um, and Virginia Tech's in the 60s right now. St. Mary's is 46, Gonzaga is 8. So you're going to have four to six opportunities against top 50 teams. But this is, this is a quad one probable opportunity, potentially another NCAA tournament team. This is a big game. It's not must win, but it's close. Yeah, not a must win. BYU needs four quad one wins by the time we get to March, I think, to feel comfortable about their at-large chances. If they have five quad one wins, baby, they're a lock. I don't know what Virginia Tech's going to do. We said this yesterday, they usually beat a couple of big teams in the ACC and help their resume They're a in bit. the ACC, and we're hoping they're top 50 yes. in the end, but it might be a quad two. All we'll BYU see. fans should hope that Virginia Tech plays well in the ACC so that that is a quad one win. Because if it's not, then all of a sudden tomorrow's game against Utah State starts to feel a little bit bigger. BYU needs four quad one wins to feel good about their at-large chances. If they don't get it against Utah State then where else are they going to get those quad one wins? It would have to be against St. Mary's and Gonzaga. And depending on where BYU plays that game, that also factors into it. So it just would relieve some pressure. It would take some serious pressure off of BYU. I don't know. It's kind of like giving yourself an advantage later in the season. Kind of like, 
don't know, the Major League Baseball game. They play the All-Star game, and to the winner or the winning league goes the home field advantage in the World Luckily Series. Luckily, they got rid of that. Okay, Thankfully, they, they did that for a while. It's kind of like that. It's, it's not like a must-win, but it, it certainly helps if you get to that position. So for BYU to be bubbly and to feel comfortable, more than bubbly, yeah, beat Utah State. Just takes pressure off later. I don't expect BYU to beat Gonzaga once. If they do, I'll be pleasantly surprised. I do expect BYU to split with St. Mary's in the regular season. So this is the second to last opportunity in all reality, probably to get a great win. Yeah, if BYU can go into St. Mary's uh, into Moraga and win, that's amazing as well. Okay, so the second to last realistic opportunity yes, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, if BYU can win both against it, because what if BYU doesn't beat St. Mary's? Now they're in trouble, right? So this this is a very, very important game. Topic two, what player in the game will have a greater Im- the greatest impact in the game? Man, there are a lot of important players in this game, a lot of talent on both sides of the basketball. But for me, it's it's been this way for a while. When T.J. Haas plays well, BYU typically plays well. He has the ball in his hands so much, and he makes so many things happen. When he has the ball in his hands, not just shooting and scoring, but spacing, and he can dribble into a shot. He sets up his teammates for easy buckets. With Yoli Childs in the lineup, T.J. Haas makes his life easier. T.J. Haas, to me, is the critical component to this game for BYU tomorrow. When he plays well, BYU plays well. If he has a good game, BYU is going to win this game against Utah State. If he doesn't, watch out. He didn't play well against Utah. He was out of the game late. BYU lost that game. Didn't play well against Boise State. BYU lost that game. It's, it's not hard to figure out. When T.J. House plays well, the Cougars have a much better chance of winning. To me, it's the player who will affect both sides of the ball. It's going to be Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs will affect this game unlike anybody else in the game. Sam Merrill and Yoli Childs are the two best players in the game. Namias Keta is the best pro prospect in the game, but he's not back, by the way. Yeah, how close played, to fully back is he? He played 10 minutes. We're going to talk to Craig Smith. We can ask him. He's probably not going to tell us, but we'll ask him. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Tuesday against uh, you know St. Catherine, Sisters of the Poor of uh, Santiago, Chile or something. I don't know where they're from or what they do. But St. Catherine, uh, in that game, Namias Keta didn't play. Um, last week against Fresno State, uh, Namias Keta played 10 minutes, went 0 for 3 from the field, made 6 of 7 uh, shots from the free throw line. So I don't know that he's back. I wonder if they sat him out against St. Catherine. So we'll see. Sam Merrill didn't play either, which was curious. I think that Yoli Childs, who takes 37% of the shots the last three games for BYU, which is would be top 11 nationally if qualified, by the way, uh, he's going to have to defend uh, Keta at times if mm-hmm. he plays. Mm-hmm. Also, Justin Bean, yes. by the way, number one in the country in total rebounds, number one in double-doubles, 15-12 and 12 guy on the other side for Utah State. Um, it's going to be interesting. Sam Merrill can take over a game, though. Uh, 45% shooter from three, Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. And he never got going against BYU in Provo last year, and that was ultimately Utah State's demise. He went one for six from three, uh, went four of eight from two, made uh, six free throws there. BYU's played nine games without Yoli Childs, but now with Yoli Childs. BYU's really good. Um, Sam Merrill uh, scoring 25% of the shots for uh, Utah State. That's a team high, but there's a little more balance there. There's a little more balance. Utah State has a nice squad. BYU has a nice squad as well. Jake Toulson is the name. We probably need to throw in the mix here. He's a guy that can take over a game. T.J. Haas, Yoli Childs. I, I am the most excited about this game versus any other game BYU has played the entire year. That includes Kansas, UCLA, Virginia Tech, 
Utah, all of these. Wow. I think this is going to be a fantastic game yeah. tomorrow night. Well, the rivalry storylines are fine, and they even address former high school teammates, Zach Selyus and Sam Merrill, both from Bountiful High School. You have that element as well. Really looking forward to the game tomorrow night. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, live on BYU TV. Okay, on to football now, because it's Friday, and we have to have a Friday football topic with uh, BYU. Let's have football every day of the show all time. Bearing down on the Hawaii Bowl. Jaron, what concerns you most about BYU playing Hawaii on their home field in the Hawaii Bowl? Location. They're going to be hearing this music pregame. They're going to be too chill. Yeah, okay. Can you be concerned when you yeah. listen to this music? The last time BYU went to a bowl spot and played a football game was the last game that they played against San Diego State. Now, let's remind, remind ourselves of the context of that. BYU just renewed Kalani like a week and a half before. Feeling, it's a week. Good. Feeling good. And BYU rewards everybody with a poor performance. I think that BYU needs to be on high alert. Obviously, they're saying the right things, but will their performance reflect the preparation that they put into this, right? I I think BYU needs to show up. The last time BYU went to Hawaii, BYU kind of did mail it in, but Hawaii was so bad that BYU still won by, it was 17 with two minutes to go, and ended up being a 10-point margin, looked closer than it was. I think BYU needs to show up. If BYU loses the game, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset that BYU... Finished with a seven and six record when they could have finished with a nine and four record, and we would have felt very different about things. I think the location is a major concern. Obviously, Hawaii's offense is a major concern as well. Cole McDonald has more rushing yards than anybody on BYU's team. Injuries played a role in that. Of Who course. have they played? Yeah, but and they played fourteen games. All of that, but. Yeah, like our graphic says, taste the rainbow. That's a Skittles reference. I like that. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch, Seahawks. I love it. Cole McDonald, EIEIO, can sling it. Sixth in the country uh, as a team, passing the ball, 13th in total O. Hawaii can move the ball. Yet, BYU has fared very well against pass-heavy teams. See the three turnovers forced against USC. See the five against Utah State. Keaton Slovis, Jordan Love. Now it's Cole McDonald. I think BYU can game plan effectively against him. I would actually be more concerned if BYU were coming off of a win against San Diego State. I think, strangely, this has locked BYU in so that the location and timing are not as big of a concern for the Cougars in this bowl game setup. That said... Yeah, the location and timing of it all can bring some serious distraction. It's Christmas Eve. A lot of the players are going to have their wives and families with them in paradise. And BYU is supposed to beat Hawaii. They're going to be a favorite in this game on Hawaii's home field. The expectation is that BYU will win this game. I'm hoping that the focus and the stark reality check of being punched in the mouth by San Diego State will help BYU not be as distracted as they typically would be in this specific bowl game setup. So, yeah, I'm with you. Location, timing. The Christmas Eve setup is really strange. It's really weird. Uh, and the family element, I, I don't know. Wait, shouldn't BYU's maturity play a you role would hope. in you this? You would hope, right? BYU's Get clear advantage, clear mission trip advantage, where the maturity should step in in a game like this. BYU's used to not being with their families on their missions, you know? Now, the thing for me is... BYU got punched in the mouth uh, early rounds against San Diego State, never recovered. Isaiah Kafusi told me. Not literally in a bowl game. We've seen that before. Isaiah Kafusi told me that BYU is locked in because of that. Can this be another rallying cry where BYU just comes out and goes gangbusters against Hawaii? I hope so. I hope so. Business trip, right? We hear about it all the yeah, time. Business trip. Words are fleeting. Is yeah, it? Show me. Is it a business trip? Show yes. Me. Show us. Our question of the day. Back to basketball now. You tell us, 
Who will have the greatest impact on the outcome of tomorrow's Utah State-BYU basketball game? Jeremy and I gave you our responses. We want to hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At 86WI Cougar Answers on Twitter. TJ Haas, the amount of time the ball is, is in his hands running the offense and getting others to properly spread the floor. If he can control turnovers, hit threes, not dribble into trouble, I think we'll see another 12-plus three-pointers made by BYU, and the Cougars will win. I think the ball's in TJ Haas' hands less than we think now. Uh, we hear the word sticky, right? Um, the adjective sticky. BYU doesn't want it to get sticky, so the ball's coming out. TJ's just bringing it up to court at this point. There are a lot of options. Alex Barcelo probably defending uh, Sam Merrill, by the way. Interested to watch that mm. matchup. Not many people on the BYU roster can create off of the dribble. I feel like TJ Haas can do that. I don't know who else can create off the dribble for BYU besides TJ Haas. Maybe Alex Barcelo, but he hasn't really asserted himself that way. Yeah. Coming up, and one picks for the Utah State game. And Steve Cleveland gives us his opinion on who will be the most impactful player between the Aggies and Cougars tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU plays Utah State tomorrow in the Beehive Classic, which is going away. In Salt Lake City, coverage begins on BYU Radio, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. Watch the game on BYU TV. An hour later, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, top 50 matchup. Live on Friday the 13th in December. It just doesn't really have the same feeling as it does when it's Friday the 13th in October. No, but Friday the 13th is the day that my son was born. So I always think of, oh, oh and so I'm like, oh, he's, he's 17 months yeah, old today. That's a happy memory yeah. for you. We are live in Studio B. Day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play continues. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, and we welcome in former BYU basketball head coach Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Coach, happy holidays. Great to have you with us. Thank you, guys. To keep in the BYU holiday spirit, what's your favorite holiday memory involving BYU sports? You know, uh, I, I remember in 1998, Cheryl Rose and I uh, – going down into a meeting to, to deal with the, the children with cancer event. And, and Cheryl was obviously a great ambassador for this, but we went down there to, to share the ideas with some of the folks. And uh, it, it came to, it just turned into being a wonderful event. And it's, it's just grown and grown and it's impacted so many families. And many of those people I still stay in contact with. So that was a very special thing. And David Cheryl continued that and, and, uh, took it to another level, but I just thought that was one way of really being able as a program to give back, and it was always so meaningful to the players and the coaches. I've attended that event several times. It's really, really incredible, and that happened on Wednesday night, by the way, this week, uh, so uh, nice. our, uh, our best wishes to everyone there, and hopefully it was a great time for everybody. BYU and Utah State tomorrow night. Uh, Coach, th- I said this is the most excited I've been for any game this year. I think this matchup is tremendous. ESPN uh, BPI validates it, giving BYU a 50.1% chance to win what do you think of this matchup on paper uh it's very even i think some of the question marks you know i don't i don't know what the status of sam merrill is and quite i know is coming off an injury and didn't play in the last game so if everybody's playing and everybody's on the floor you're going to see two teams that play really hard and really smart who execute in the half court i think the thing that both of them do is they move the ball and they move without the ball they're always making the extra pass and they're sharing it, and they've got good shooters, and obviously they've got bigs inside. 
these teams haven't beaten themselves very often. I think that's what stands out the most to me is that they've reduced the mistakes. They're only about 10, 11 turnovers a game. And uh, I think the other thing is they both have great leadership on the floor. Sam Merrill, Jake Toulson, these are young men who are player-led type teams that, that coaches trust, and you, you hope you can develop that. That's when you know you have really special teams. BYU basketball analyst, former head coach Steve Cleveland with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, what's the advantage that BYU can exploit tomorrow? We'll call it a key to the Cougars beating a really good Utah State team. They must take care of the ball. Uh, they don't want to give, especially if, if Utah State's a little bit undermanned, they don't, they don't want to t- turn the ball over and take quick shots and have long rebounds and, and they have runouts. So I, I'd say, number one, taking care of the ball. But I think a big key is, is, is blocking out. And I, I know that seems to be a lost art in high school, college, and the NBA where people aren't putting bodies on people. But this Utah State team is a really, really good rebounding team. And to give them second and third chances – because you don't block out and execute that, finishing that defensive possession, uh, they need to do that. I think the rest of it will just uh, play out the way we think it will play out. I mean, both teams are very good offensively and very efficient, but those are two little things that I think will decide who wins this game. Utah State has the most rebounds of anybody in the country, validating what you just said, fourth in uh, per game. Yet you have this fun matchup between Justin Bean, a guy that was like a four points, four rebounds guy last year. Now he's a 15-12 and 12 guy, number one in double-doubles in the country, against Yoli Childs, who right now is a kind of a 19-11 and 11 guy. What do you think of that matchup? Well, it could be a great matchup. And uh, he, he really has improved from last year. Uh, he, I mean, he's just relentless. And he's just got good timing, and he's been a big part of the success Utah State has. You know what? It's going to be a great matchup. You know, and I, I think Yoli has probably more offensive tools, and it's going to be important for Yoli to not get in foul trouble in this game. And they don't have the kind of depth that uh, and the size that Utah State has. Utah State can, can go to the bench, and they, they've got another seven-footer in and Travis Dorius, who's a seven-foot freshman, who's been playing in place of Quita. And they, they've got, got size coming off the bench that uh, he needs to stay out of foul trouble and be smart, but it'll, it'll be a great matchup. Coach, what's the best way that BYU, who is clearly undersized, can defend a guy like seven-foot NBA prospect Namish Keda? And we're not sure how much we're going to see from him tomorrow, but how does BYU defend a team that is clearly bigger and more physical? Well, you, you really have to help, and, and you have to help each other because there are ball swings that create help situations. There's penetration, but you've got to get a body on people. And you're right, he's still recovering. But you, you've got to block out. You've got to contest his shots. And don't just don't give him angles. What I mean by that is make him shoot over you and through you. Don't give him direct lines to the basket where he can get confidence or get dunks. And they have to be aware of that, too, because you, if you turn your head and you don't keep vision between the ball and your man, there's going to be a lob and a dunk over the top of you. So a big point is to get him off the block, keep, get, keep your body between him and the basket, and make him shoot over you and through you. And then have him make shots rather than getting the easy ones at the rim and the dunks. If he makes a shot, it'll be his first of the year uh, because he's played yeah. in one game and he went 0 for 3 in the first one. 
Here we yeah. are, though, with BYU, and we've wanted this for years, Coach, uh, and to get back to this, BYU is a great three-point shooting team right now. 15th in the country, 10th in makes. Uh, that feels like an advantage BYU could take advantage of in this game. How do you feel about it? I, I do believe that. And they played in this building enough where they feel comfortable. And uh, I, I think that <laughs> you, have some, you have such confident players and and it starts with their seniors and Yoli and Jake and TJ and Dalton. Dalton Nixon's been playing really well and shooting the ball at times really well from the three. But it's such a confident group, and they know where they're going to get their shots from. And that's when you can tell a really good team. They, they know what they have to do. They move without the ball. They pass the ball. It never gets sticky in their hands. And they, they're just all on the same page offensively, and that really helps. In terms of, obviously, they have good shooters. But sometimes good shooters don't shoot good percentages because they're not getting the right kind of shots. This is a team that has great chemistry offensively. It has the ability to make the extra pass, to get guys threes with their feet squared and ready to hit it. So it's a really confident group, and, and it will, that will be, I think, the key to this game. It's, if BYU were to struggle shooting the three, uh, it's advantage Utah State. Steve Cleveland, former BYU basketball head coach on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars have won seven straight against the Aggies. I had to double-check this because I didn't believe it, but, yes, it's a seven-game win streak. So how does that little nugget factor into the mental approach in a rivalry game like this? I think for USU, it doesn't, it doesn't impact it at all because uh, this is a team that has had a lot of success. They won the Mountain West Conference. Uh, they, they haven't had any huge wins. I mean, the LSU win, but – they, they haven't played a lot of people yet, but they've been ranked. They have a lot of confidence. And, yeah, I think, I think it is considered a, a, a wonderful in-state game, and I think it's much more meaningful when both teams are good. I, I think a lot of time there was a disparity between one team being really good and the other not. But this is a matchup, I think, for the next several years that are going to be great games. But uh, I, I don't think Utah State is going to be overwhelmed by the moment here. They, they played in big games, and last year as a younger team, uh, they had huge wins on the road uh, to win the Mountain West Conference. So I think they're both pretty veteran teams. I don't think they're going to be in awe of each other or the circumstance or even the, uh, the fact that it's an in-state game. They're going to be pumped, excited, and, uh, and certainly ready to play. This is the third top 100 game Utah State will have played. They beat LSU. They lost to St. Mary's, and in comes uh, BYU. We asked the question and answered, but want your opinion. Which player will have the greatest impact on the outcome of the game, in your opinion? I think Jake Toulson will. Uh, and, and the reason I say this is this. It, it's going to be a tough competitive game. And you could make a case for everybody, but I think that Jake's leadership, that Jake's ability to knock down open threes, but I really like him in that mid-range where he can post guys up. And if, I'm, There's got to be times when he and Sam Merrill are guarding each other. Sam Merrill plays and he's healthy. And so Jake, could have a real impact on this game if he can get down in the low post and, and draw fouls and, and get, get Sam Merrill off the court. And so I think Jake's going to be involved in a lot of really, really interesting matchups. And I think that if he plays well and he defends well, that BYU wins. Coach, when you look at BYU basketball's approach and desire to get back to the NCAA tournament, is this game a must-win for the Cougars if they want to be considered seriously as an at-large team this year? Well, everybody's already talking about them anyway, so that's a good thing. And, and yes, a win against Utah State puts them on really solid ground. They're not going to have many more opportunities to play, you know, top 100 teams. 
and, and certainly the Gonzaga and St. Mary's games in conference are going to be just as maybe even more important. But a win over USC would probably be their most significant win uh, this year. The Houston win is pretty significant as well, but USU is ranked. They've been ranked, and uh, I, I think that would get everyone's attention, and I, I think they would have played themselves into the tournament. And then, of course, league play is going to depend whether they stay there. But I, I, I think it puts them in a great position to go to, to the NCAA tournament. However, I, I will qualify that. If it were a close game and they were to lose and beat St. Mary's and beat Gonzaga at home, uh, I think they're in. Coach, great to talk to you as always. Happy holidays once again. Um, we'll make sure that we save you some eggnog if you make it down to Provo. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Hey, happy Merry Christmas to you both. Thank you Thanks, so much. Dave. Steve Cleveland on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. So many matchups uh, to watch in this game. And I'm telling you, ESPN's BPI and Ken Pump reflect exactly what it is, which is this is such a tight, good matchup. And this is a good Utah State team. This is a good BYU team. And it's on BYU TV. I don't know how we got this game. I'm yes, stoked. this Utah State team is going this to make game, the NCAA tournament. This game They're should be on ESPN, too. You know what I mean? Oh, BYU but TV, man. It's on BYU TV. Let's do it. We got it. I love it. Coming up, Utah State head coach Craig Smith will join us and discuss the game tomorrow. Plus, why BYU and Major League Baseball are making headlines in December. Kind of. And my plans to extend the lead on Jerem Jordan in another rivalry edition of And One Picks. This is BYU Sports Nation. There are other plans as well. Listen to BYU Sports Nation On Demand on iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. Enjoy On Demand and subscribe, rate, and review. Is BYU against Utah State a must-win for the Cougars and their NCAA tournament at-large chances? Former BYU basketball head coach Steve Cleveland just answered that question. If you want to hear that combo, do as Jerem recommends and download the podcast. Let's keep it rolling on a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation with a whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Cougars and Aggies face off tomorrow night in a top 50 matchup in Salt Lake City on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game at 7 on the radio. The game's at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Football. Freshman offensive lineman Clark Barrington. Yeah. Named to the Pro Football Focus All-American Team Honorable Mention. He's played a big role in nine games this season. Cougars in the NFL. In fall camp, uh, Eric Mateos said... Well, anyone that any freshman that plays is freshman All-American. So I'm just happy that BYU has a young offensive line that's uh, done pretty well for the most part. Yeah, that's great. Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs take on the Broncos. Jamal Williams and the Packers play Dub Bears. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots look to demolish the Bengals. Yep. And Ziggy Ansah, if he can continue to get healthy. And the Seahawks play the playoff-eliminated Panthers. Women's basketball. BYU will host Utah Valley tomorrow, and former BYU assistant head coach Dan Nielsen. Who's Coming for you, Dan. Now in charge of the Wolverines. Dan. Fun storylines there. UVU's coaching staff, primarily former BYU players and coaches. The Cougars are 9-0 and all-time against UVU. Tip-off for Eastern, 1 Pacific on BYU TV. It's a super Saturday of basketball. Super! Volleyball. BYU is the coach's pick to win the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation this season, receiving five of the seven votes. That's one off the max of six of seven. You can't vote for your own team. Uh, Sean Olmstead obviously voted for UCLA. BYU is third in the ABCA preseason poll, and the season begins January 3rd at number 11 Loyola Chicago. That's just a couple of weeks away. Cougars in pro hoops. Elijah Bryant scored 14 points, had four rebounds, and a couple of steals in a 90 to 80. Maccabi Tel Aviv EuroLeague win over CSKA Moscow. 
baseball. Former Cougar pitcher Michael Rucker was selected by Spencer's Baltimore Orioles in the second round of the MLB Rule 5 draft. I don't yes! Know, I don't know what rules 1 through 4 are. Michael Rucker might start for the Orioles uh, just because the Orioles need real help. If he starts, that's... Uh, a, maybe an issue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rucker has been in the minors since 2016. He got his highest AAA last season for hey, the Iowa Cubs. He so can play, man. Perhaps he can uh, play for the Orioles. Let's go. I'd love to see him make his major league debut with the Orioles. Track and field. BYU men's and women's track and field kicked off their team indoor season yesterday. Events will continue throughout the weekend. I'm sure there will be some more records broken, Jerem. Okay. If that's what you think. That's, that is what I think. All right. It's time to play And One Rivalry Edition. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. Amazingly, after getting my rear end kicked early in the basketball season, I have uh, taken the lead. But it's basketball. Everybody makes a run, right? Yeah, I said it was early. It's what, ha- it's what happens. Our end one picks for tomorrow's BYU-Utah State rivalry game. Jerem, you go first. Okay, this uh, game will be decided by 4+. plus. Okay? Right now, Ken Palm says it's a one-point game. We don't have a line out from Vegas quite yet. ESPN's BPI says 50.1% chance to win. I say 4+. plus. So I think at it's least a two throws. possession game. Yeah, free throws at the end decide it. Okay. And what? Both Justin Bean and Yoli Childs will have a double double. They they both average a double double. They will both get a double double. Yeah, that should be an easy one. If you get your first one, you should get well, that because you're a good could, free throw shooter. They could prevent each other from getting one. It's right? true. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. All right, my first pick. BYU will shoot 38% or better from the field. I have major issue with this. BYU shoots 48.6% right now. Utah State is holding opponents to 37% from the field. They're one of the best defensive teams in the country. I would feel better if BYU is one of the best shooting teams in the country. I would feel better if it was halfway. 48.6. BYU already shoots 10% better than that every game. If BYU shot 43%, it'd be half of that difference. Okay. Hey, if you want me to change... You want, you want me to bump it up to 41? 41? I just said 43 is halfway. I'm not going to give you everything you want, but I'll, I will go 41. And for some reason, you get what you want. Great. <laughs> BYU shoots 10% better than that every game. Utah State's one of the best offensive teams in the country. And BYU's one of the best neutral shooting site. offensive BYU teams in the country. BYU hasn't shot particularly well the past two games. It's not neutral. It's closer to BYU. They haven't shot well <laughs> the past two games. I'll give you 41%. Let it be known. 41%. Okay, 41. Mark it down. 41% are better for BYU. Utah State will have 12 turnovers or more. They average 11 on the season. They are ridiculously good at taking care of the ball. I think BYU's scrappy defense will force at least 12. Be scrappy rather than crappy. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, the score. We don't 16. have Jason picks. Thank goodness. For Spencer, Jerem with 15. Whoa, third-person reference. Five yards. Third-person <laughs> reference. That's a five, You know that's a five-yard penalty no, on this not. program. No, it's not. Yeah, first and 15, James Empey. <laughs> Coming up, the 12 days of BYUSN Christmas list. And We're Utah, not singing. Utah State head basketball coach Craig Smith. What's his number one concern in regard to defending BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. 43% is number one. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops looks to rebound Saturday and snap a three-game losing streak overall this season as they host Utah Valley for Eastern 1 Pacific on BYU TV. As we mentioned, storylines aplenty with the UVU coaching staff, former Cougar players are coaching. Our question of the day, 
Which player will have the greatest impact on the outcome of tomorrow's Utah State-BYU men's basketball game at the Josh Landon Answers on Twitter? Yoli Childs. It'll be key for him to be an offensive threat in the post so that guys shooting threes will have less pressure on them. Should also lead to more open threes. If they don't have that, it allows Utah State more defenders to stick to the perimeter. Speaking of the Aggies, joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the head coach of Utah State, Craig Smith. We'll hear from him in just a few minutes. Uh, and, Jeremy, I want to address a couple of things with him. One, what's his number one concern defending BYU? Because naturally you think, is it three-point shooting or is it what Josh Lannon just said, and that is controlling Yoli Childs? Yoli Childs is certainly uh, someone to be controlled in this game. Uh, Yoli Childs, you could argue, is the best player in this game. You could argue Sam Merrill. Uh, Namias Keta is a question mark, right, because he's coming back from injury. Missed nine games like Yoli Childs, different reason, injured. Um, and Sam Merrill didn't play Tuesday, uh, perhaps load management. Kawhi Leonard has put that in the basketball vernacular for all of us. But, uh, yeah, the matchup is very intriguing. Some great players in this game. All right, we've got Utah State head coach Craig Smith on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Coach, welcome and happy holidays. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Happy hey. holidays guys as well you betcha I, there's probably no way you remember this but i met you for the first time in person last year uh in the bowels of vivint smart home arena and i was wearing a roger federer nike jacket and not many people know that but you pointed out the symbol and you said nice jacket so i ultimately respected you in that <laughs> moment because you're a tennis fan coach <laughs> hey man i love all sports so uh you, you love greatness right whether it's um Roger Federer and tennis or whatever golfer you want to name or um, not that I'm a huge hockey guy, but any kind of any sport where it's a championship or a high limb, you know, a high level of competition, how do you not just get all in? It's so enjoyable to watch and just that spirit and that fight and that vigor and all the emotion that goes with it. It's hard not to pay attention um, to all sports when it comes to that point. Love it. And it's hard not to pay attention to the 10-1 and record that your Utah State Aggies have right now. How would you assess the overall season through 11 games? Well, I mean, to be 10-1 and is always a, a good thing. Um, you know, we've um, we played pretty well. We've got a lot of different things going on. You know, with, uh, I heard just a little bit of what you had said with Kata missing nine games. And so, obviously, you know, he was an all-league guy last year and the defensive player of the year in the Mountain West Conference. And uh, has a very good chance of being an NBA player. And so when you take him out of the lineup and then you add in the fact of um, not only because he's a very, very good player, but then you add in, you know, we only have five returners. Now those five returners um, really played a lot of minutes and it was a huge part of our production last year. So, But we're trying to get essentially nine new guys kind of in the flux, so to speak. And so – there's always going to be some up and downs and you're negotiating injuries and sickness and so on and so forth, but it is what it is. So to be 10 and one right now, um, we're excited about it and hopefully we can keep pushing forward. BYU without Yoli Childs had to develop Colby Lee. Was this a similar situation without uh, Keta with Justin Bean, who's become the number one uh, total rebounder in the NCAA and number one in double doubles? Well, that's part of it. And, and Justin, you know, um, at this point last year, um, was hardly playing. We, were, we had 11 guys on our roster, and his minutes were very, very hit and miss. And quite frankly, he was number 11 out of 11. And uh, just the improvement that young man has made over the course of 
I don't know, I've been on the job 18 months. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. And it's just a testament to him how hard he works, his dedication to his craft. Uh, dude is in the gym all the time. And obviously he's got some natural talent. You know, uh, he's a quick j- jumper, knows how to play, all those kind of attributes. So, uh, and he's super hungry. And we have a mantra in our program. Uh, it's an acronym, GATA, G-A-T-A, and it stands for Get After There. But, and we'll leave it at that. Thanks for that BYTV edit, uh, Coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking out for the viewers. And so, um, but he he personifies that um, to a T. And so, but at the end of the day, towards the end of last year, the last six weeks or so last year, I would say he was a big reason we won 17 of our last 19 games. And, and one of the and that and one of those two losses was in the NCAA tournament. His minutes really went up about the last six weeks, and even in the in the uh, Mountain West Conference title game against San Diego State, he was on the floor uh, at the end of the game. So we knew and we expected him to have a big year, and certainly he hasn't disappointed. Utah State head basketball coach Craig Smith with with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've talked a little bit about Namiya Keta. How close is he to being 100% himself and fully integrated back into his usual rotation? Well, look, you know, I wish I had an exact answer for that. You know, uh, um, he obviously got cleared, uh, uh, well, the day of the Fresno game, so last Saturday, so six days ago. Um, it's going to take him a while to get to where he was last year. Um, just, you know, the way he set for, for a legitimate um, 6'11 to 7 foot. With shoes on at the NBA Combine last year, he was measured at seven foot. Um, his fluidity is just incredible. The way he can slide defensively, the way he gets off the floor and blocks shots and certainly affects shots um, is pretty incredible. And obviously his rebounding ability. And so when you have a knee injury and that sort of thing, like it takes time to get that, you know, all the way back and. You know, he's also, at the end of last year, he was like 218 to 220 pounds. And now he's up to, depending on the day, 245 to 250. So he's put on some very good weight, which is what he needed to do um, to help his game. But with that, you have more weight. It takes even maybe a little bit more time, right? Because you got to get your leg back to um, the same strength as your other leg. So uh, he's a day-by-day uh, he, we're working with him day by day just to see where he's at, measuring his measurables, so to speak. And so, um, but we're excited to see him on the floor. He certainly makes a positive uh, impact for us on both ends of the floor. And uh, when he'll be back, like to where he was last year, that's just hard to say at this point. BYU comes into the game eight and four, fourth game with Yoli Childs back from the NCAA suspension. What sticks out about BYU so far to you, coach? Well, they're really, really good. I mean, <laughs> they're they're a very, very good basketball team. They're very well coached. Uh, they're when you when you look at their team. I mean, obviously they have four guys that are averaging, averaging double digits or more, and a fifth one is right there. I think at eight point nine points, and they're playing eight guys nineteen or more minutes a game. Uh, so they have it all, though. And not only do they have it all. It, they, they also have all the parts really fit each other. Um, they all, you know, each guy complements one, one another in such a, a great way. And it's not very often in college basketball that you get an opportunity to coach three guys that 
have scored over a thousand points in their college career. And so Yoli Childs is obviously an, an, an incredibly impressive basketball player. There's not much that that guy cannot do on the floor. He's an excellent passer. He can shoot the three. He's a, he's a bulldog in the post. He can score every which way on the block. He's a good free throw shooter. And so, and he's, he's got a high, high IQ. Um, certainly Hawes is a, a thousand point score. I don't know. I think he's top five in the history of BYU and assists. And, and he started every game in his career, and I can go right down the line. Jake Toulson <laughs> is the quote-unquote new guy, but whack player of the year, and he's the guy that played for Coach Pope for, <laughs> for all four of his years, so he knows that system inside out and backwards. And, and, and then the Arizona transfer uh, has found new life, so to speak, and, and Nixon looks like a whole nother player from last year, and so... They're very, very good. They're an excellent passing team. Um, obviously, they're, it's incredible how well they're shooting it, especially since Childs has been back. So um, so there's been a few sleepless nights last few nights, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> well, we wish you uh, a pleasant... If my, if my eyes are a lot blacker than normal, and that's saying something, <laughs> you know why. <laughs> okay, I'll look for that tomorrow. There's, make, I... there's makeup for that, Coach. We know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, my wife keeps telling me, Craig, did you put the lotion. I, like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Let me do it. No, I don't need it. I want to look like I come, uh, came out of a 15-round fight or something. He's <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> oh, Coach, great to talk to you. Look forward to a fantastic matchup tomorrow in Salt Lake City. Thanks for your time. Hey, thank you, guys. Have a great holiday season. All right, you too. Craig Smith on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. You Ex- see why he's extre- so likable. Extremely likable. Yes. The anti-Stu Moral. <laughs> <laughs> Stu Morrill was a little more stern with things, right? And yeah. that worked. And Stu that worked. won some big games that, in Logan. Yes, and won a ton of games and didn't get in the attorney one year, right? But, yeah, Craig Smith, tremendous coach, guy on the rise, awesome, uh, fun chat, our first chat with him. So that was and great. And situationally aware to his BYU audience. Yes, he is. <laughs> Gotta get after their butts. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's first. That's first. Coming up, we are Farmer Bop it up, 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 up. And the 12 days of BYU Sports Nation Christmas. Get your blue goggles ready. This is BYU SN. Yeah, Gadab doesn't sound as good as Gadda, right? Gadab. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. The show is also on demand for free on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Today, December 13th, marks the beginning of the 12-day countdown until Christmas. So we bring you the BYU Sports Nation version of 12 Days of Christmas, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. On the 12th. Oh, we're not saying no, we are right. not you're doing right. that. You're right. We're not. On the twelfth day of Christmas, Jerem, uh, we give to BYU a Big Twelve invite. Yeah, or Pac Twelve invite. I would rather have a Pac Twelve invite. I think culturally, it's Pac Twelve more than Big Twelve. Just some type of power conference with a twelve in it. Invite. You know what? Any of them, but it's really those two. Okay. How about this? Eleven national championships total for BYU, thanks to the eleventh won by BYU men's cross country. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that one. Okay, ten. One ten win season. Can we get a ten win season? <laughs> BYU had one in Independence. It was in the first year. I guess BYU a really has- easy schedule. Yeah, BYU hasn't had one since. Hey, ten wins, easy schedule. What a coincidence. <laughs> 
a repealed nine-game suspension. Yeah. It didn't happen, but if we could go back and change it, we would. Yes. Eight. An eighth football win. Beat Hawaii and get eight wins. Okay? Let's do it. For seven. Seven straight Sweet 16s for BYU Women's Volleyball. Came to an end this year, but it was a remarkable run. Yes, it was great. Six. Power five opponents on the 2020 schedule. Yes, Jim, you love this. I want ten, like Nick Saban. You want ten wins or you want ten power fives? Power five. Okay. How about this? I hope you can go four and six. I'm going to wait for the music. Oh, no, no. I, I don't have time to wait for the music, but I want to sing the five one with the music. Five quad one wins. That'd be nice. For BYU men's basketball. If that's the case, they're in the NCAA tournament. Four more years of Kalani Stuckett. Rene- renewed contract. Yeah, four more years. Three capable quarterbacks, which we have seen this year for BYU football. Yeah. Three different starters have all won games. Zach Wilson, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney. Two seed in Vegas. <laughs> uh, can BYU get a two seed in Vegas in the West Coast Conference Tournament? <laughs> and at number one, Jerem, just one. One win versus Utah. We're talking about football, but we might as well be talking about women's basketball, men's basketball, and women's volleyball the last two weeks. One win versus Utah. One win versus Utah. Come on now. Let's go. Okay, to run it down quickly, 12, a Big 12 invite, 11 national championships, one 10-win season, a repealed nine-game suspension, an eighth football win, seven straight Sweet 16s, six Power 5 opponents, five Quad 1 wins, four more years of Kalani Satake, three capable quarterbacks, two seed in Vegas, and one win versus Utah. Love it. The 12 Days of Christmas BYU Sports Nation edition. How are you feeling about all that? Great. Are, are you happy? We have one minute. We have other content. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Our lead voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at Ames Flames. Yoli's Cavs are going to have the greatest impact on tomorrow's Utah State-BYU game. Bring on the pickle juice. Yes, please consume that. Let's please go. Please be healthy. Today's rise and shout-outs. Jeremy, you're up first. The BYU Roar of the Cougar student section. Listen, the Utah State hurt. This is the biggest event out of Logan since the Dairy Farm Convention in 1928. This is a huge event for Utah State. Show up, be there, be loud. I'm going to give mine to Kyle Van Noy and all professional athletes that give back to the communities, especially over the holiday season. Very nice. It never gets old. I love, love it. it so much. Warms my heart. More of that, please. Our thanks to today's guest, Steve Cleveland, and Utah State head basketball coach, Craig Smith. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I ran out of time. Broski. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Lance Archibald, who helped BYU beat Utah State in 1996.